after buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hi, guys. It's me, Hollywood Leon. Welcome to It's Bravo Bitch. It's my show. Joining me today from everything iconic, Danny Pellegrino. Hello, I'm so happy to be here and chat about what we all need to chat about right now, which is uh, what's most important is Bravo. (laughs) Absolutely. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Um, Big fan of the podcast. We're going to dive right into it. We're going to talk about so much stuff. Um, I even want to go down memory lane because, you know, Danny and I, uh, I got a lot of messages about Danny coming on. They're like, oh my God, you two together. This is so exciting. So I feel like we need to establish where we are on the Bravo field. You know what I mean? So we'll do our favorites. We'll talk about our favorite moments. We're going to do a little Beverly Hills tonight. I like to start out my show with a little thing I like to call gold stars. It's kind of like when you're in kindergarten and you get a gold star for participating. It's not going to make the main topics of the show, but it's something that we want to just talk about. The first thing I want to talk about is Vicky tweeting to the governor she said, let's, let's get America, who is healthy, back to work. We need hairdressers, nail tech, small businesses and restaurants to start reopening. May 1st, please. Vicky. No, I mean, Vicky. the house, the housewife response to this pandemic has been very upsetting outside of maybe Bethany. I think like seeing people like Vicky, or I don't know if you caught yesterday, Kelly Dodd had been, you know, tweeting something about how this was God's selection. I don't want to misquote her, but she had, it wasn't a tweet. It was like a comment on Instagram. It was just a very upsetting, people can look it up to find the specifics of it, but just in general, housewife response to any sort of news is always troubling. (laughs) Absolutely. And you don't have to look it up because it's my next gold star. It goes to Kelly Dodd. And she says, um, they would, that many would have died anyway. They would have, uh, you know, they're compromised. Do you know how many people died from the H1N or swine flu or SARS? Uh, it's God's way of thinning the herd. If you are vulnerable and compromised, just stay inside. If you don't, protect others by wearing masks and gloves and keep your distance. Don't go out if you are ill. It's common sense. Meanwhile, she's flying back and forth to New York and getting tested multiple times for COVID. It's, I don't, it's kind of upsetting. And also just like posting, I wish. If that was the case, if for some reason she did have to travel and do all of this, then I wish she just wouldn't have posted about it. And then to come after people who commented in the comments, because people are dealing with, there's people who are sick or have loved ones who are sick, who are losing them. uh, And then to hear someone or see someone say something like that on social media, it's just like, oh, come on. Like, I can't even, I'm outraged by it. I can't even imagine like what someone who lost a parent or a sibling or whatever is feeling like it's just it's insane it's past the point of like even uh dealing with it it's just like oh i can't even i can't even handle it 
Absolutely. I totally agree. You guys, I promise it's going to be a fun show. I know we're talking about <laughs> like downer things right now, but we're no, going to get gonna have fun. Routine. It's just, I just want to bring up one more thing and it's very quickly. I want to give my condolences to Caroline Manzo, Dina Manzo, their father passed away. So I just want to say you guys are in my thoughts and we love the Manzo family. Uh, Danny, any thoughts for that? You know, I, I, of course, I'm sad for their loss, but I'm also one of the few Caroline apologists. I know she's not very popular, but I would like Caroline back on the show and Dina yeah. back on the show. Me too. I love her. She's the matriarch. She gave us those iconic moments, you know, we're thick as thieves. Um, thick look, we're thieves. already doing, we're already Family. talking about moments. <laughs> <laughs> I love a, it. What did she say? Uh, you know, I don't, no one messes with my family. She said family. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I always thought Caroline balanced the show really well. I think they lost that when um, they lost that when she left. Absolutely. Well, bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. Let's get into the show. Let's get into. Um, I know I have some main topics. We're going to talk heavily about Beverly Hills tonight. We're going to talk about Atlanta. You know, we just had the season finale. But I want to just talk about a couple things before we really dive into the main topics. Um, you know, they've been streaming uh, New York City prep on Bravo. And I was just catching it again. I didn't realize all the things that were, I mean, I knew it was bad when I was watching it. But now I see that it was bad for all the wrong reasons. I'm just like, oh my God, the opening line, the kid says you could buy your way into any college, you know, just by being a New York City prep kid. It's like Lori Loughlin's kids, all of them, all of them. <laughs> Did you watch them? You're so right. Yeah, I watched it. I loved it. I start rebooting some of these. And I, my brain is like going, and I wouldn't be surprised if they rebooted NYC Prep, Real Houses Miami for the new streaming service, the Peacock. Yeah. That's kind of what I, I would imagine they're like testing the waters. Again, I don't know that to be true, but but NYC Prep was like crazy. Like I really enjoyed it. I love Gallery Girls. It was like my favorite one season wonder. Yeah, um, I love it. It was Gallery crazy. But it'll help the audio. Right. I'm trying my best, but they're falling and whatever. Um, <laughs> I loved Princesses of Long Island, though. That was another show that was gone too soon. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, how are you feeling about shaw's right now i had mj on my show and you know she gave us you know a lot of meat to work with um she, you know it was right when reza had said all those things so we were all very like heated with reza so it was uh very much that kind of show and uh she didn't really give us much about, you know, the apology that was going to come up soon. She really kept it in the time zone of what was happening. But what's your take context of, are these shows over? Because some of them are, Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, <laughs> right. I think it's okay. I, I love Bravo. I love all these shows. But I think we have to start being okay to let some of them go when they're past their due. And and a lot of these shows we've been with, Shaz is what, on its ninth or what season? I don't know what season they're on, but they've been around a while. Yeah. And it's gotten, it's Shaz to me has gotten so, it bums me out when I watch it. Like that whole thing with MJ and Reza was just so like, it was so cringy Dirty. and so awful. And so it wasn't even like a fun drama for me. And then also I feel like with that show, we're in a hamster wheel where it's like, we're constantly having similar fights, but they're just getting like, meaner and meaner and then they I think they all hate each other but then they're on this show together and so 
you know, you can kind of play that game for a few seasons where you hate each other and then make up, hate each other, make up. But now it gets old and I feel like we're just, the cast is tired. And I feel like uh, that's happening a lot with Vanderpump Rules and some of the other shows. It's like, we either have to like bring, like the Housewives at least I think changes it up by bringing in new cast members all the time and getting rid of people. But some of our other shows, I feel like they're afraid oftentimes to get rid of people. And so they're just adding people, but that's just production-wise a mess. Um, and so Shaz, I, I haven't been enjoying this season. I think it's just, it bummed me out watching it. It's too much. Um, but I, I'm sure the ratings are doing okay and maybe they'll keep it around for a season or two, but I don't know. I agree. You know, I've, you know, had this little pens. Right. And I never like on these shows when it's like one team against the other. With Shaz, it felt like we have these two two people, Reza and MJ, and everyone was sort of forced to pick a side. And I always prefer it when there's layers um, to it. And and I just think in general, I don't know how much longer we can go on doing the same. And I'm finding the same thing. Like I am really enjoying that show Family Karma right now. And the drama is yes. like not, it's not really like existent, the drama. It's like little petty drama. Um, but I think- You said you weren't my friend to what's her face. Like, I'm like, really, this is what we're fighting about. But they are good people. And I like the diversity. You know, we had a little smidge with Mexican dynasties and we liked that. And then they took it away. So it's like, but Housewife seasons we've had. And from everything that I've heard of like people who work on these shows and stuff that we have a really good one ahead for Potomac. And so I'm most excited about Potomac more than anything. I love New York too, but Potomac, I just feel like they're going to have a really good one. Yes. I want to say hi to, I want to say hi to you guys in the chat. Gene, FM, hi, Melissa Adams. I see you guys are watching and not saying hi. So you guys know how I feel about that. Say hi in the live chat. That's what it's there for. Let us know how it's going. Give us your thoughts and subscribe to the channel. Follow It's Bravo Bitch on Instagram. You know, it's a little Instagram account. I'm trying to blow it up. I'm trying to blow it up. I want to have that swipe up option. Jesus, come on, help a brother out. How does um, that, I know, what is the, I don't even know how the swipe up works. Is it a certain amount of, like, what is You have to have 10,000 or more to have it. And I'm like, it's a little steep. It's a little steep. Know, they, you know, Instagram rules make no sense. They took away my music on my stories. So I can't play music on my Instagram stories. And it's like, why did they take it away? I don't get why? it. Why? That's weird. Are I they punishing it. you? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we talked about everything that was, you know, skimming the surface at Bravo. Um, I love it. Let's talk about Beverly Hills. You know, they gave us the first episode and they they threw a lot in there you know they opened up with the psychic again you know we love a psychic on beverly hills danny um know that fashion week what's up i said know that remember allison dubois when she had the know that will never emotionally you. (laughs) know that uh Beverly Hills, I thought was a great premiere. I'm not, I'm not going to get overly excited because they've had great premieres before and then the season kind of tanks. Um, but I, it was an otherwise, like, I thought it was like a flawless premiere. Yeah. I'm just not like, I, I'm not going to sing you're, crazy. You're skeptical, or how do you say it? Skept, skeptical? Skeptical. <laughs> I've been bamboozled before. I'm not going to get bamboozled again. Well, you know what? Beverly Hills is on thin ice. We've been through this with the girls and they have had... They're low moments. People have not been enjoying it. You know, people have stopped watching and there's, they, we've created a division that's almost as hard as the blue and red party. 
Like you have to be LVP or Kyle. And it's just, I mean, you know, you have a quite a huge Bravo following. I'm sure you get the messages if you post in favor of LVP or if you post in favor of Kyle. I know I get the messages, mostly yeah. for Kenya. People come after me all the time for Kenya. Oh, but it's really like, I hold her accountable. I get the dirtiest messages if I talk about Kenya. The dirtiest. Yeah, I find that interesting too. More than any other show, I think uh, Beverly Hills is the most divisive. Like that's, whenever I say anything on Twitter or Instagram, it's like, that's the show where people draw the line. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what it is, but um, let's talk about the context and what there, it is. You know, we're at uh, Kyle's fashion show, you know, Dorit kind of, I was here for Dorit just pointing out all the obvious holes in this huge mess. I was kind of living for that because it's usually like we're laughing at Dorit for trying too hard or being ridiculous, but I really enjoyed her kind of making fun of Kyle. Teddy announces that she's pregnant. Obviously, we know on Instagram she already had the baby. Uh, her name is Dove. I'm just glad she didn't name her Selena. <laughs> Marcel announces- Was that a choice? Was that a choice? It was. You didn't see oh, that? Didn't that? No, I, I missed that. Oh my God. She did like a poll what? on her Instagram and she said, what do you guys think the name should be? We're coming down to the end and I'm thinking Dove or Selena. And all, all the Latin people, I know all of us, we were like, oh, girl. oh, no, 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 no. Don't you oh even dare. That's funny. I did not even see that. No, I didn't see that. Selena Gomez could barely get away with it. I mean, there's only one Selena. You need, you need to stop it, girl. Um, yeah. Garcelle announces tonight on tonight's episode that she's a grandma and that she has a 28-year-old son. So that just makes her, I, to me, more lovable. I can't wait to see more of Garcelle. She is my kind of girl. You know, I do live in Hollywood and I am an actress like Garcelle. We've been on TV shows. So I'm all about that life. And I like her and I want to see that onion um, peel out. What do you think about this? Yeah, she was really refreshing and surprising to me. I don't know. I went in without any expectations of Garcelle. And then she kind of seemed to be such a great presence on the show. And I think I was saying somewhere that like my uh, Sutton is like the messy newbie. And she's the kind of person that I love to watch on the show be messy. But Garcelle seems like the kind of housewife that like I would have fun. I would have fun hanging out with or I would like to hang out with. Yes, so I'm excited. let's get into Sutton. You know, um, she is actually, she did all the, the, the things that a full-time housewife does. She filmed, she did the intros, she did confessionals, she held the diamond, she did the green screen dance and everything. And then she didn't appear. So through the grapevine, I don't know if you've heard this, Danny, but I've heard just from like, you know, our Bravo friends and insiders and, you know, the little birds we have here and there, that it was actually her husband or ex who decided last minute to not have her kids on. And apparently it messed with her whole thing. What do you, do you have a take on this? What did you hear? You know, I heard similar things and I'm fine with it as long as she's like messy in group scenes and kind of helps drive the drama forward. So it's fine with me. Like, I'm sure it would be great to see her big ass house and stuff, but hopefully we'll still get some like little glimpses here and there. But like, I think that cast already has enough housewives. So like they either would have had to get rid of someone, I would think, otherwise it's too big. Yeah, it is maybe, maybe they could have made it work, but 
Um, I'm fine with it as long as she's like the messy person that I think she's gonna be because she just, she seems also very divisive too. Like even after the premiere, I noticed like people, I said something about liking Sutton online and like so many people were like, I hated her. And so I'm like, that's usually something that makes a good housewife. That's true. You gotta like ruffle up the feathers. And I like how she was like, Garcelle was like, ah, I'm not gonna fight you for the outfit or no, Sutton said that. And then the confessional, she was like, I'm getting it. And then like the pink cotton candy, like that was hideous. And she also just like tried to drag everyone with their outfits. She said, Teddy, I don't know what she said about Teddy, but she dragged her um, and I loved it. She she also didn't know what Fenty was, which was one thing that really bothered me. It's like, I mean, come on. Um, But other than that, I was like, she's going to be, she's going to be good. I'm like Sutton, you just dragged Fenty that's worth like, like, is, is it worth like a billion dollars? Because I know Rihanna's worth a billion dollars because of it. I would or imagine a million. that anyone who knows anything about fashion should know about Rihanna's line. Like, that's crazy to not know. I mean, I know she's like a Southern debutante, but I still feel like everyone knows about Fenty. Exactly. And to play off that note, I know she's a celebrity starting a designer line, but this is one of the actual ones that's gained the respect of all of the fashion industry. She's kind of changed the game for makeup in that sense. I think Rihanna's a trailblazer. Big Rihanna fan over here. I got um, Fenty I, Beauty. I have Fenty Beauty products in my bathroom. <laughs> I like that. Thank you very much. Um, what do you think about Rena kind of protecting Dorit this season? I mean, no, no, no. What do you think about Rena kind of telling Denise like, oh yeah, you can't handle the truth and like the whole season, uh, all those scenes and stuff. And then last season, she really protected um, Dorit from Camille because I know Camille was crazy and went off the deep end, but it all stemmed from truths. It was about lawsuits and finances that Dorit didn't want to talk about. Do you agree with that? You know, one of the things I noticed with the premiere is that they all sort of answered a lot of the fan criticisms that we all had last season. So like we, a lot of the fans were saying, we want to hear about the lawsuits, right? So right off the bat, Dorit said something about the lawsuits. She addressed it. And I'm hopeful that it'll be continually addressed and all of these things that are playing out in the real lives will. Um, And so I, I hope that that continues on. And in terms of like the Denise Rinna stuff, I hope that they continue to pull back the curtain and break the fourth wall because that was what was most interesting to me. And I'll be very disappointed if if that two minute thing that was at the end of the episode this week, if that like doesn't play out right away or if that they, they kind of backpedal and don't show the behind the scenes stuff. Cause that was the most interesting to me. Yes. And I, I just hope that, I hope that they continue to show us that and they don't get scared to to show us the green screen and to show us the camera people and the producers because sometimes even the green screen when she comes in and they're like Denise you ready to talk about this and she gives us that look I saw it today I don't know if I posted it on my Instagram story I thought about it I know I recorded it but sometimes I don't post things um she was wearing like a denim jeans underneath she just pulled the dress on to just go sit down like she's not invested and I really hope they show all of that because We love when someone quits. Hello, Kim. Kim and Croy, remember on Atlanta and they ran out of the restaurant? We love stuff like that. It's so good when it plays out. And so I hope so. I hope they show it all to us. And, you know, we'll see. I think this week is actually going to be more interesting to see how all this stuff is playing out on camera. Yeah. Tell us, like, if they are breaking the fourth wall. 
Exactly. I hope so. I saw some clips, you know, Sutton uh, meets up with the mayor of WeHo tonight, who actually has the coronavirus, but has recovered. Um, and she's like, you're the hottest mayor I've ever known or something. So she must love not a lot of mayors, like Dorit said. She's from Georgia. She just doesn't play. And I really like that about her. So we're going to see all of that play out tonight. Um, let's get into Real Housewives of New York City because it's like my favorite franchise. I don't know. Do. Like, what's your favorite franchise? New York, 100% New York. I love Potomac too, like I said, but New York is just the best to me. Absolutely. I totally agree. I feel like, um, you know, Orange County was always great in its own little bubble and it kind of started, um, you know, the first cannonball in this pool that eventually created like this huge wave pool that we all enjoy riding now. Um, but Vicky, I don't feel like she started a tidal wave, so calm down. It was just a little cannonball effect. But with all of them, I feel like it really created something. But the first one that I really felt like, this is TV magic, was New York City. Who's your favorite housewife? Renona's my favorite to watch. She's, of course, like not necessarily the one I want to be friends with, but she's my favorite to watch on TV. But I love all the New York gals. I love Sonia so, so much. Um, Luann, Dorinda, I think the four of them are just like fantastic housewives. And I saw the episode that's tomorrow. Um, and it's like everyone thought last week's was like a lot of debauchery, and this week's is like 10 times. <laughs> it's like crazy. And so I'm not. I think a lot of people were worried about Bethany leaving, but I think we have such a great cast. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried about it at all. Sonia's drinking, Luann's drinking. Like, we don't really need Bethany. If we go back to, like, the Mexico season, it was Bethany being all of us. Like, if we were all there, we would have been the Bethany going, oh, my God, like, no, like, no, you, oh, no, you cannot make out with me. No, give me that picture, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I feel like the entertainment is going to be there. You know what I mean? We see all of them naked in the pool, I, I I just cannot wait. Sonia telling us that she doesn't shave her chocha. I mean, so funny. And so I, great. And don't you feel like Leah Leah's such a great addition? She's like a weird kind of flavor for these women. And I was not expecting it. I think she's absolutely perfect for the cast. I feel like she's gonna bring um, you know, in improv, we have this saying called the straight man. And it just means the one person that's sane in the room, not necessarily sane, but it's going to call out the obvious when everything's going crazy. And she's that person. She's like, you guys are all a hot mess, but I love it. And she jumps in, she makes out with everyone. She gets naked. She gets in a fight. She holds her own. I can't wait to see it. I feel like there is a shift though. And um, I, I feel like it's starting with Dorinda, like, I don't know if she's adding anything great to the show anymore. I feel like she's in a weird place. So that's starting to show. Any thoughts on that kind of stuff with New York? Yeah, I think Dorinda is definitely the villain of the season. I think she's not going to have, she's not going to come across well. She already hasn't come across well. Like she seems so angry with Tinsley and I don't know why she keeps harping on the Tinsley stuff. It's like, leave Tinsley alone, get over it, you know, stop worrying about it. And, and then she had that weird run in with, uh, with Leah and so I don't think I don't think Dorinda's gonna have a good season and I love Dorinda but you know she's she's just kind of in a rough spot right now and I the, whenever she drinks she gets very angry and it's like not a fun angry and I think when Bethany was around she would check her and yeah. so when without Bethany around to just see Dorinda going after someone like Tinsley it's just not very fun 
you want, I wish we had, that's when I wish we had Bethany to be like, hey, Dorinda, like calm the fuck down. <laughs> exactly. And um, all right, you said Ramona's your favorite. So I have to bring up- Who's your favorite? Wait, who's your favorite? My favorite, because you have to take into a consideration, I'm starting from day one watching New York. You know what I mean? So my favorite of all time is Luann. She's my favorite of all time. She's given us so much. She was the voice of reason in the beginning. Do you remember season one when like Simon came to the dinner and everyone was acting crazy and Ramona was acting like an animal and Luann was like, he's here now and we're going to make him feel welcomed, right? Right. It was just like so good. But then the driving with the Miss Delicep's Bethany thing, iconic. It's so funny you mentioned that dinner because I was thinking about that dinner when uh, the, the girls now get so mad when Ramona brings people to the house or she goes on a date or whatever. But it was like that dinner from season one, she was the one who was so upset that like a guy was coming around. And it's just, we've been through a shift Trano or like Walter White or something. It's like, they have nothing on Luanne Delaceps. It's like, she's been a criminal cabaret star, everything. <laughs> I've been I've been traveling. I've been to prison. I mean, oh, I totally agree with that. I love you for saying that. Uh, people ride me so hard about Luann, and I I stand firm in my choice. Especially like when you compare them to all the other ladies. You know, there's people that are just the loyalist to Vicky. You know, and I was really loyal to Vicky for a really long time. I did the after show for Orange County for years and you could find roll the tapes like Jel Zarin would say like I have hours and hours of me defending Vicky and talking so good about her but the thing about it is that I always keep it real that's why I'm the ultimate bitch it's bravo bitch I'm never gonna you know I'm gonna talk about who I hate and when you are bad you are a bad girl and I'm gonna just talk about it and Vicky has not been good for a long time so I talked a lot I've talked really bad about her the last couple times, the last couple years, the last couple seasons. Nail me to the cross like Jesus. She was just out of control. So um, I know that people choose like those kind, but I just stand firm in my Luann choice because like you said, you can't write the kind of shit that she's given us. Vicky too. What do you think about Vicky? Because I know I talked to Vicky. Give me your take on Vicky. Well, I felt similarly to you. I was pretty ride or die for Vicky. And even up through the season, this current season, I was thinking they can't get rid of Vicky. They need Vicky. But then something shifted around the reunion time where I was just like over it. And I I was even surprised that I was over it because again, for two seasons now, I've been saying like, no, the show needs Vicky. And I don't know, I shifted and now I'm happy that she's gone. Tamara, I've never... Tamara, I recognize the fact that she like has given us a lot of great TV and I appreciate that about her, but she's just never been a favorite of mine. Um, but I, uh, but Vicky was someone that I did actually like, and now I'm just like, okay. Let's uh, continue on to that kind of trend and let's talk about what's over. You know, we've been doing that with some of the franchises. We're not going to even touch New York. It's not even close to over. That's why I didn't even bring it up when we were talking about New York. Um, But let's touch on um, Orange County. Do you think it's over? Because I see what's happening now. And if you take Corona and COVID and everything, we're the this pandemic that we're dealing with, which is crazy and sad, and I'm totally all over the place about it. 
emotions everywhere. Hang in there, everyone. I love you guys. If you're in the live chat, I thank you guys for all the love and the messages. We're in this together. We're going to keep making content for you guys. Uh, Danny and I, uh, we do this every week because we love it and we love you guys. So thank you for support. Um, let's talk about, do you think Orange County is over? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Because before this, kind of shifting it to make Bronwyn the lead. And I love Bronwyn. I'm, I'm friends with Bronwyn, but I don't know if she's like can hold at the top of the pyramid like a cheerleader. This is bringing on. And you know what? I feel like she's in the middle. What do you think about Orange County right now? Sorry, just keep going. No, I appreciate it. I think they are making weird choices. I don't understand how Gina has been around for so long. Like nothing about Gina James housewife to me. And the fact that she's still around, even though I'm very sympathetic and I'm rooting for her with all she's going through with her ex-husband. Um, but we're not seeing any of that play out on the show. And so ordinarily, I would imagine they would keep someone like her around because of the messiness that she's going through in real life, which again, very sympathetic towards. But the fact that we're not seeing any of it, it's just a weird choice to have someone for a reality TV show where we're not seeing their life. And it's not like she's giving us other stuff. You know, sometimes a housewife can get away with not showing us their real life. Bethany, for instance, there were so many seasons where she wasn't really showing us anything with Bryn. We would get like little tiny bite-sized pieces of what was going on with Jason. Yeah. But she was still interesting in other ways. Gina, though, I'm like, what is she giving us that we're keeping? Yeah. How has she lasted three seasons? Like, I don't understand. She's given um, us it's that shocking fashion. To me. So those are, right. And that fucking casita, <laughs> that casita, which was the worst. So I don't understand the, the decisions they're making on Orange County. And I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I'd be fine. I like some of the women, but I'd be fine if we didn't have any more Orange County. I'd be fine if it was done. So you think it's over? I wish they would just be happy to get rid of certain cities and go to new cities. Or, yeah, let's switch it up. What's going on with Salt Lake? How come we don't get that? We're all bored at home. Give it to us now. Give it to us now. I feel like they're going to debut that on that streaming service too. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Um, but wouldn't it be great too with Orange County to do a whole fresh reboot with all different women? Like I'd be fine with that too. Like let's see how that what that looks like. Maybe it would work. Maybe it wouldn't. But to try to like recast around some people, I just I wish they would take more chances. I guess is what I'm saying with all of these shows. Take a chance, cancel it, reboot it completely. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. If it doesn't work, then we can we can bring some of the women back it's very easy to get it back up and going again yeah. um but take a chance and see if it works because i think that it would work if we got a whole new cast on orange county or if we just canceled it and went to chicago or went to another city in the u.s or or uh, we've been wanting even. chicago for a while we've been wanting chicago um i think we've just been wanting something different i wouldn't even mind if they went up to seattle um, I want to say hi to everybody in the chat. Donald Black, hi. T Lynn says Tamara's a monster. Uh, OC is a suburban bore, says Donald Black. Lisa Morris is in the chat. Um, hi, guys. I'm here with Danny hi. Pellegrino. We're talking about, you know, just, I want to just, there's a theme here. You know, we're seasoned chickens. I'm just going to say that. We've been doing this for a while. We love Bravo. How was Watch It Happens Live, Danny? That was amazing. Good for you. Congratulations on that. 
Thank you so much. It was so exciting for me. I was just uh, I, I was just excited to like look around the clubhouse and see all the craziness. Um, and a lot of people were asking me like the guests of I was just a bartender, but the guests were Tom Sandoval and Adam Pally. And I guess like Adam Pally was like really shady towards Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> so everyone was asking me like, what did I think? Like was their tension? And uh, honestly, like I wasn't even paying attention to anything that was going on. Like I was just thinking like, how do I look on camera? Like I where's Tamara's boob? Like I wasn't paying attention. So I wish I had like some good juice or something, but I don't, I wasn't paying, I was only concerned with myself. Yeah. I actually <laughs> covered it on my show the next day. I was like, this guy was on Watch It Happens Live <laughs> last night and he just ripped everybody a new one. He said what we were all thinking, but in the most comedic roasting way, like Ariana's over here crying about like, I just want to drive off a cliff. And he's like, yeah, why is she wearing that hat? I was just like, oh my God. And he said something, people, I didn't even remember this, but people told me he said something about Randall, like his face or something. His I neck. Mean, he, he was really um, backstage though, like him and Tom, like we were all taking photos and there seemed like no tension. So I didn't notice any sort of tension. Um, well, I feel like it's comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like you got to take that stuff light. Don't take it serious. I feel like the yeah. same rules apply to life. That's just how I live my life. I constantly, constantly say things that are bitchy and I don't mean it to be like a mean-spirited person. I'm just like, take it lightly. It's just for fun. Like, please, I welcome you to say something shitty about me or bitchy. There is plenty of things, trust me. I see them all, I'll see them all the time when I talk about Kenya. <laughs> well, and don't you feel like you've interviewed so many of these Bravo celebrities before? It's like some of them have a better understanding that we're, we're making jokes because this is silly and fun or whatever. And some of them get that and some of them don't. So, you know, it all depends on who it is. I've, I've interviewed or had people on my show where they just like don't, they're not in on the joke. They get easily offended. And then other people who they can care less if you make fun of them. You know, like Ariana and Tom, for instance, like they are, they're, they get it. Like they don't care. You know, they don't want people being super mean, I'm sure. But like, they're fine if you make fun of them a little bit. Like they get it. I love them. I love them. Yeah. I feel like they are our only true allies um, you know, Danny just brought up something that I want to talk about Vanderpump Pools. I've had a problem with Vanderpump Pools for a while. I do it's feel awful. like one of my shows that it's like over, it's on my over list. Yeah. I feel like we've outgrown it. I've talked endlessly about how I feel about it. You guys know, I don't want to repeat myself and go crazy all over again, but I just don't feel like internally some of them are good. Um, I feel like, uh, we could have so much diversity on that show with other kind of uh, other people from different backgrounds, ethnicities. We could have gay people on there. They've shamed the few bisexual cast members they've had. Um, the tra uh, trans woman who was on the oh show. Oh my God, yeah. Billy wasn't the best, but they ran her out of there. Right, I agree. Um, I, I think Billy, it was almost an impossible situation. And I even I think with the fan fan outrage online like when those episodes were airing where billy was upset by for being feeling excluded i think like a lot of lgbt people like i at least felt like oh i get where she's coming from i understand but like it, she couldn't properly make her points and i just felt like she never had the opportunity to really get people to understand and it was frustrating to watch and even on the reunion uh billy's last season which i guess was last season they had her on for like two seconds and they wouldn't even let her talk to say like, this is why I felt that way. 
Exactly. And so it just was frustrating to watch. The one trans person couldn't even explain themselves. I completely agree. Um, I've had really strong feelings about it for a while. I know you know them and you're good friends with them. I ran into into Tom at an audition a couple months ago for a pilot. And I was just like, what is going on? We're really going up for the same thing. And he's like, oh, this. And I'm like, okay, thank God. Because I was like, I can't even process this right now. And then everyone that I talked about that's like really big in the industry, you know how you know how industry people do we all kiki and stuff and i'm like yeah i went out for this like really big thing that i really wanted and i saw tom sandoval there and they were like regardless if you didn't go out for that like if i was watching this show and i saw tom sandoval anywhere it would just take (laughs) me out of it and i'd be like why is tom sandoval there so, but I know them and the point is that I feel like they're lovely people, but not all of them. And I know you kiki with them. How do you feel about the whole Jax, Brittany, Pastor thing? You know, I've never actually met Jax and Brittany. So I don't know, I know Ariana and Tom because I co-wrote a cocktail book with them. Um, so I know them pretty well, but, um, and then a few others I've had on my show. I've had James and, and Katie and Kristen and Sheena, a bunch of them on my show, but uh, Ariana and Tom are the only ones I really know. and. Um, Jackson, Brittany, I've never met before. So I don't know how they're like in person, but I thought it was just like, so it was so frustrating. And I was, I was angry because with the Tom bringing up the pastor stuff, I thought, okay, even if you don't agree with him bringing it up, at least he's driving story forward, which in a season where we're not getting anything, like at least he's bringing it up and, and giving us some drama and something to talk about. Whereas the other cast members were trying to shut it down right away. And it's like, you yeah. can't shut everything down. Like on these exactly. shows, we have to, we have to bring up st- stuff at weird times. That's the whole fucking job. Like, if you don't want to do that, I get it in real life. I get how you wouldn't want to do that. Or I get how you'd want to be loyal and protective of your friends, but we're not doing that here. This is a reality show. So it was frustrating that I, I thought like so many people were saying, I can't believe he brought it up. It was the wrong time or something. It's like, well, what are we doing here? Like, what's the show then if a cast member can't confront another cast member about something? And then also just like, aside from that, they both clearly knew that this pastor had been saying these things online. Like we're all, anyone is trying to fool themselves into thinking that they weren't fully aware of what this guy was saying they're fooling themselves like that's it's just not a thing you could pretend like if even if you like them a lot i get it you like we all stand our we have our standing you know we like certain people um but there's no way you can just kind of like turn a blind eye and be like she didn't britney didn't know any of that and i like britney a lot too i i think she's great on the show but um there's no way you could just be like she didn't know she knew they just were hoping that it would just go away. And there was a reporter, exactly. Laura Parker, who had come out and sort of revisited some of these things. And that's how it came out in the open again. Well, thank you, Laura. <laughs> um, let's talk about the newbies. Like, I don't feel they're really bringing anything. Um, I don't like Charlie, the pasta thing. Like, get out of my face. I'm not even entertaining your name on my show anymore. But I feel like I'm part of the dead mom club with Dana and I really resonated with Dana. I really do resonate with Dana. I like her. I think Sheena's carrying her back. I mean, I think Sheena's carrying the whole show on her back and and not well precisely, but we're still kind of rooting for Sheena in this weird way, Um, her little desperado antics. But the whole psychic scene last night seemed so overly produced. Um, It seemed like Dana was just kind of like, 
a puppy in the corner. And I feel like that could have been a good moment. I didn't really get it. What do you think about that so before weird. we move on to Atlanta? That whole fucking psychic thing was the weirdest thing I've seen on this show. Like it was so weird. It felt like overly produced, but also very bizarre. And then, you know, you, you mentioned the dead mom thing. I, I don't mean to diminish it by saying it like that, but you know, but I think that's enough for that scene. Like let's hear Dana talk about her experience and even there was a scene a couple of weeks ago where she was sitting down with Lala and Ariana, who both both have lost parents sort of recently. And I thought, why aren't why aren't we talking about this in the scene? Instead, that scene became about some nonsense. Yeah. And so I don't understand that bullshit. There was like a fly or something, and they were talking about Lala's, you know, smelling or something like it was just so nonsense. And I was thinking, like, why aren't we having this deep conversation? That would be very compelling, especially people who have lost parents. It could be an interesting thing. But for some reason, the show seems to have shifted into really going into uh, things that just feel overly produced. And instead of focusing on some of the more interesting things that are going on. So I think we'd like Dana if we would see those shades of her. But instead, we're putting her in these scenes where it's like there, it's such a clearly fake relationship between her and Max or her and Brett. It's like all such bullshit. So it's like, why am I supposed to care about it? I've never felt that I'm getting like heated right now. I think Vanderpump Rules has like never been worse. Like, I don't know how we have fallen so hard, so hard, so fast. And I don't get it. And it makes me upset because I love the show so much. And now it's like every single week, as you said, you're like, I'm getting on here every week and just saying, I hate it. That's how I feel on my show too. And I'm like, I hate the show. Like, I'm not even having fun watching it. There's even, it's even hard Last to Last night was awful. Last night awful. was awful. With Stassi, I'm like, get out of here, you big brat. But last week too, every single week, I'm like, oh my God, it's worse than the week before. Like, how do we keep going downhill? It's shocking. I don't understand. It's shocking. But also, I think one of the main problems is we have too many fucking cast members. There's 19 people on the cast. It's two shows. And so we're getting, it's two shows and we're only spending like 10 seconds. Certain cast members are going episodes where we're not seeing them. And Dana, meanwhile, has become the lead. She's the lead of the show now. She's the only one who's like on every episode and we seem to be focusing on her, which is a weird decision production wise. I understand like incorporating new cast, but she's like become the lead of the show, which is weird. And Danica is a crazy psycho. She looks like she would come to your house and kill you. Um, So I'm not going to talk about her. (laughs) I I sort of like, I know you said you hated Charlie. I sort of, sometimes I sort of like Charlie. Last night she said some funny shit. She was like, he's going to cry after sex and I'm not about that. Bye. (laughs) She's, there's little moments where I'm like, oh, she could be good. And and Danica seems very messy. But I'm like, please go take like a college course, get some education, go eat some pasta, find out about your heritage, find out who you are, then come back and be my friend. You know what I mean? I'm just too old to be friends with someone that that young that doesn't know who they are. Like I've been around the world, baby. You know what I mean? Um, Let's talk about Atlanta. Speaking of that, because I'm starting to talk like Nene Leakes. I'm getting in my Atlanta mode um, because it just ended. And I just feel the same way about Atlanta. This was my number two favorite show. Favorite franchise um i've said it a thousand times on it's bravo bitch and the atlanta after show you know i love nini i feel like with nini i've held her accountable she was bad for such a long time and it was so nasty we had to get rid of her and then we brought her back and the same thing happened again history repeats itself but 
but it repeats itself with Kenya too. And she's such an instigator with the bullhorn and the chair pull and, and now the, uh, now the spitting thing. And what's your take on Atlanta? Because I feel like it's coming to a halt as well. It might be on the overtrain if we don't do a shift. Right. I totally agree with you. I love Atlanta. I will say at least I enjoy watching Atlanta more than I do Vanderpump Rules now, but it's definitely in a weird spot. And I think also I had such high expectations for this season because I was thinking we had an all-star cast and we did have moments. So I don't think we're in as, I personally don't think we're in as bad a shape as we are on Vanderpump Rules, but it's certainly like not great. I mean, the past three episodes, the season finale was like, oh, who the fuck cares? Like there were three episodes here where I thought like we didn't get much of anything. Um, so I'm worried about Atlanta and I don't know where exactly to go here. I love Portia. Um, I think Kenya does add some craziness to the show. I like Kenya a lot, um, but I don't know. I don't know where we go. It's a weird dynamic. Also, I think we had a weird thing with Nini where she wasn't filming for the first like three or four episodes. So that was a weird yeah. thing. Um, it was a weird season. I don't know. It was probably, I think maybe their worst season they've had, but I still enjoyed a lot of it. Do you think Eva should come back next season? No, <laughs> I think I, I wanted to like Eva, but I don't think she's given us anything. And I know she's been pregnant. There was like a, a few moments where it was like, oh, that's the Eva that would be great on Housewives. Like when she was on the trip getting in the fight with Marlo, I was like, oh, that's a good, that's would be a great housewife. But for the most part, she hasn't gelled with the other women. And so she seems like she's on a separate show. And, you know, we don't, it, she's not, I don't think she's as strong of a personality to carry her own show. Yeah. So when we cut to an Eva scene, I'm like, I don't really care about this scene. I know, it's sad. What about Marlo? Do you think we've tortured her enough? Should she get a peach? I feel like she's worked hard enough and now we're seeing a softer side. I'm like, you guys, what else does she have to give you? We're really starting to like her now with this Monty-like uh, kind of um, storyline and we're not giving her a peach. Yeah, I like her. I hope she does get a peach next season. I think she gives us the drama, the messiness. And now, like you said, we're getting those softer side of her where she talks about the nieces or the nephews and um i i hope marlo they finally give her a peach i mean, fingers crossed i would be happy actually i think if the season next season was just the same cast but flip marlo and eva and maybe bring in someone new who's messy and make sure nini is filming from the beginning um i think it could be really great i think the atlanta women also they know how to course correct better than some of the other franchises so I always feel like like poor if you look at Portia or Kenya even when they've taken time off they kind of come back and they fill the role that we want them to if that makes mm -hmm. sense so I'm hopeful that yeah I'm hopeful that those women if they all come back they would know how to spice it up but we'll, who, knows? who knows yeah <laughs> um this has been so fun Danny you're so great uh, they are, they just asked right now about Marlo and I said, yes, yes, yes. Danica, Charlie and Raquel are stars together, maybe on a different show. Raquel did give us some meat this season, but I still feel like there's, I just feel so, I love Raquel. there's just I love not Raquel. much there. She's like a little chihuahua you want to protect from the big dogs. You're like, get away from her. <laughs> she's little and she doesn't know any better. Um, right. but she's, I do she's feel got like that bright bright shiny energy that i'm into 
but I'm I'm not fooling. I'm not fooled by Raquel. You know, she's like, you need to make up with them. I want to be on the show. I want to be a star. James, get it together because you're preventing me from being friends with them. And I want to be a star. She ain't fooling anybody. She's a pageant yeah, she's, girl. She's a pageant girl, exactly. She knows what she's doing, but that's what I love about her. I'm like, I hope we get more Raquel. I love her. <laughs> all right, love favorite her. moment of all time on Bravo. Oh God, uh, Scary Island. All of Scary Island. Yeah, probably when Jill Zarin shows up on Scary Island and does a hi. I love that. <laughs> We've had enough drama. Oh. Oh my perfect. God. I want to get Alex McCord on my show. That would just be so great. Oh I've been God, trying to do. poke around and see if she's even up to it. I haven't gotten anything yet back yet. So everyone send her a little message. My favorite probably thing of all time. It has to be the party planner with Atlanta. Who gonna check me, boo? So good. I mean, it's just so, so good. Um, Danny, what do you want to promote while you're here today? Uh, give us a little bit of what you're doing for the for the Bravo Bitch podcast listeners. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad that we got to finally do it. I know we've been talking about it. So thank you for having me. This was so fun. Um, I have a podcast called Everything Iconic, which you can listen to on iTunes, Spotify, wherever. Uh, I also, I co-wrote, speaking of Vanderpump Rules, I co-wrote a cocktail book with Ariana and Tom called Fancy AF Cocktails, which is available on Amazon or wherever. And it's really fun to make cocktails right now. We're all drinking a lot right now because we're all stuck inside. So if you're looking for some cocktails, they're all really good. There's like everything from classy to trashy in there. So there's like really upscale, you know, intensive drinks. And then there's like some trashy ones that you can make with shit in your cupboard. So um, that's it. Yeah. Follow me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. I love it. Well, you know, it's going to be good because Tom, that he does know how to make good drinks. He puts passion to everything. That's one person I don't mind giving money on Vanderpump Rules. Though I don't want to give any money to Stassi. I'm sorry. <laughs> Murder and Ranch. Like, I just feel like I've been obsessed <laughs> with those things since high school. So I'm like, you're not that cool to me. I'm sorry. You've been acting like a big brat. And, and Bo's kind of like, I see dollar signs with you guys. I don't know. I just don't really, I'm not feeling them. Um, but I, I will get fancy AF. That would be fun. Yeah. Maybe you guys can great for me. Yeah, I'll send you a signed copy. They, um, it's really a great book. Like it's, it's, I, I promise like it's a good book. There's just so many wonderful recipes and they're good fucking drinks. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Danny, for coming on. If you've been listening in the live chat, thank you so much. And for chiming in, we really appreciate your support. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, thank you so much for listening to us. I know we get crazy and start screaming. Uh, we really appreciate you guys hanging in there with us. I promise we'll be back in the studio as soon as possible. We don't take anything for granted anymore. Let me tell you, we don't take anything for granted. So I miss being in my studio. We're definitely going to have Danny back in here when we are back up and running we're best friends now i can tell you that uh, <laughs> so thank you thank you so much for joining us i'm hollywood leon you can find me on all social media platforms at hollywood leon it's my favorite day of the week i'll see you later after buzzers ciao bye thank you so much our founder kevin undergaro and me maria menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.